Hi, I'm Jennifer Mulholland. And I'm Jeff Shuck. We're the co-leaders of Plenty. Thanks for joining our podcast, Plenty for Everyone. Each episode, we talk with conscious leaders like you to explore abundance in work and life, fulfillment in head and heart, and ways we can all work together to make this world a better place. Hey, everybody, we wanted to take a break from this episode to tell you a little bit about our leadership retreat, Lantern. We've just announced our 2021 dates, and we'd love to see you there. Lantern is one of our most favorite things we get to do here at HeartSpace, our retreat center in beautiful Park City, Utah. It is a leadership retreat for conscious leaders like yourself who are really interested in making a difference in the world. It's four days with other people from around the globe who are choosing to create open space, to deepen the connection to themselves and to others, and to support you in creating your unique blueprint, really what you care about and what's on offer for this next chapter of your life as you go into 2021, doing it with intentional power, with conscious choice. And doing that in the support with others, as you really look at reinventing yourself or magnifying the strengths that you already have. 2021 is going to be our sixth year for this acclaimed retreat, and we'd love to have you there. There's never been a better time to invest in yourself. So to find out more, visit plentyconsulting.com slash lantern. We'll see you there. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Plenty for Everyone. My name is Jennifer Mulholland, and as always, I'm joined by my co-leader and co-owner, Jeff Shuck, who is calling in from Michigan City, and I am here in Park City, where our retreat center, Heart Space, is at. And this is our second take. (laughs) We normally record on Fridays. Today is Tuesday, February 9th, and I guess we needed to lighten our load as we were feeling quite stressed this morning. I will say I have been feeling quite stressed today. So it's perfect that we are on air talking about connection, connection to self, connection to others, and connection to that force, whatever you name it to be, that's larger than ourselves. So we are going to meander and dance as we always do and really are grateful that you're tuning in as we unpack what connection means to us on the week before Valentine's Day. Yeah, it's, I'm a little frazzled. That, I was trying to say this on our first take and just got lost in my words, but it's really snowy here today. And my son and daughter, while they were driving to high school, slid off the road. And luckily, everyone is fine. But I had to spend the morning with the two of them and trying to push cars and calling a tow truck and waiting and all of that stuff. So it kind of compounded that feeling of feeling like there's a lot to do. And it's an interesting place to start. So to recap, we're halfway through a four-part series that we're doing about ways to understand what it means to be a conscious leader. And the first couple episodes, Jen, we talked about the idea of being present. And then we talked last episode about the idea of being aware. And why don't we maybe just start by briefly recapping those two things? Yeah, well, one of the most important things that we try to practice ourselves and share as kind of the 
this superpower leadership is your presence of bringing all of you to the moment here and now. And it really does take practice. It takes practice of taking yourself away from future thinking into this moment in time. And it takes practice to not think about the past of what could have been, what should have been, and really bring your awareness here and now. And when we do that, we really tap into our superpower in that we're able to sense, see, and hear many more cues that can help us make sense of all the information coming at us and inform the next step of a decision, of a choice, of how we want to be in our behavior as we walk the path of life. That's great. I mean, we talked about the more we're present, right? The more we can drop distractions and just be here now, then the more aware we are of new information. And we, we can kind of like, I love how you said that we can drop our worries and we can drop our regrets and just see things with maybe fresh eyes, as we like to say. So when we can do those two things, right? When we can be here now and take in the world around us with without any story, there's a connection that can result. And Jen and I were talking before we started recording is it's kind of, it's kind of one of those things that you know it when you feel it, it's kind of hard to describe. And we mean connection to self and also connection to the world around and maybe even knowing that the awareness that everything is connected. And maybe like unpack awareness before we go into connection. So the second piece is when we are present, we're more aware. So what does that mean, Jeff, to you? Like what is yeah. Well, thank you for backing me up because I was, I guess I was going 60 miles an hour over that. It means both the idea that we're not, we're not telling a story about what might happen and we're not replaying a story about what did happen, but we're right here right now and we're seeing the information as it is. And we talked about this idea. So the idea of awareness and presence are really linked in that when we're more present, we're more aware of the information and some of the information we talked about last time, it's not just intellectual information, right? There's emotional information, there's spiritual information. We're more attuned about how we feel when someone's talking and how we interpret the words that they're saying. Is that what you were getting at? Yeah. I mean, as we increase our awareness, we increase our attention and we're able to digest more cues more signs, more signals that our bodies give us, that people give us, that the environment gives us, the conversation gives us. And so we get to be more intentional about how we participate with our own awareness of ourselves and awareness of our relationship with others. And I think that beautifully tees up how that relates to connection because as conscious leaders, we're seeking to deepen the connection we have, not only with ourselves, but with others we're in relationship to. Yeah. So why don't we start there? As I was saying before that recap, I think connection is something that's easier to feel than it is to describe. And maybe starting there, what does connection mean to you? How do you, what does it feel like to you? I guess for me, it feels like I'm not alone. I can say what it doesn't feel like. It doesn't feel lonely. It doesn't feel isolating. It doesn't feel like I'm not gotten. The connection to me is the opposite of those things. It feels like I'm part of something. I'm part of something greater than myself. I'm participating 
I'm co-creating with either the muse, the universe in my language, with a community, with others, with my team, with you. It feels like I'm part of something that has a higher call. It has a higher intention that maybe I can see a snippet of, but I know that the whole is what I'm participating in, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense. And that that leads me to another dimension of it that I think plays with that. So I'm not trying to move away with, from what you just said, but to deepen it, I think connection also means to me the ability to see that things are interrelated, right? The ability to to look at someone else and say, oh, their well-being is linked to my well-being or, or to look at the natural world and say, wow, what, how we behave makes an impact on the world and vice versa. And that to me was was longer coming, right? Like I think of the first leadership roles I had maybe in my 20s. And I was a good leader, but not a great leader. And one of the things that held me back was I would sometimes focus on my team at the expense of the organization. And so like my team would be really tight and great, but we weren't always a functional part of the larger organization. Like and I should never do sports analogies, but it's like having a great defense, but the whole team loses the game. And I think it took me some time to understand that that's not really connection, like connection just with the people is one thing, but there's also this awareness that everyone's part matters and it's all interrelated. So as you succeed, I succeed if I can focus on that. Yeah. And that's a symbiotic relationship, right? That there's a win-win, if you will, there's a give and take, there's a synchrony that happens in being in relationship in harmony with other or in harmony with nature or in harmony with our environment. And I think about one of our favorite metaphors is looking at the Aspen Grove. And we actually almost called Heart Space our retreat center in Park City, Aspen Grove, because we love this analogy so much. But the largest living organism on the planet is the Aspen Grove in Colorado. And it's interconnected through the root system underground. You can't see it. You can see the beautiful yellow leaves, the green leaves that turn yellow in the fall rather, and the spectacularness of the trees themselves. And we have a lot of them here in beautiful Park City. And yet they're all interconnected under the surface. And there's give and take, like they literally exchange nutrients underground in the microbiome of the diversity of the soil and the moss and the lichen. When a tree is sick, the healthy trees literally send nutrients to that sick tree, or they are able to send out a signal. I don't think it's called a pheromone, but it's something similar that, that sends out a message saying, a beetle is coming to infect us. And then the whole system works in harmony together to protect itself. And I think that's what you're talking about is we're in relationship where it's a give and take. Like we all have to do our part to feel that better connection, that harmonious connection that really is an offer. And we're seeing that more and more than ever right now when we, oh, a lot of us have felt disconnected 
in certain ways around the world. Yeah, I really like what you're bringing up. And I'm going to, we originally were going to call this podcast Be Your Own Valentine because we're recording it around Valentine's and we were going to try to engineer the idea of connection and self-care and couldn't quite make it work, to be honest, with our schedules and with the topics and everything else. But you're bringing something up that I think is really beautiful because you started, Jen, with this idea of, you know, I know connection is like this feeling of of belonging. That's not exactly how you said it, but like we, and I think we all want to feel like we belong. The other part of that reciprocity is in order for us to belong, the other has to belong as well, right? We can't belong on our own. We don't belong unilaterally. And so part of this idea of the conscious leader striving to create and develop connection is is choosing to let the other in, choosing to let someone else know that they belong to us. And in that choice, we find our own belonging. I think it's just, it's just a beautiful idea at a time, like you said, where I think many of us felt disconnected. We, we felt distance politically. We felt disconnection physically. And that idea of, well, how can I choose to belong? Can I let someone else in? And does that deepen my own connection? Yeah. And I think what that invites us to do as conscious leaders is to drop the wall, to drop our own self-inflicted glass ceilings or self-inflicted boxes of how we carry ourselves, what we choose to share and what we choose to hold back on certain environments. We're not the only ones doing that. And you and I see this all day long in teams and in businesses about what is really comfortable to show, like what feels safe enough to show at your work so that you can feel like you belong. I think as conscious leaders, we're invited to model the way. And part of seeking connection and offering it requires presence and awareness. It requires us to see what's going on and be vulnerable enough that we're going to show a little more or we're going to listen a little more deeply or we're going to ask a question that can draw someone out of their own box so we can create that mutual symbiotic belonging. Not everybody wants it for sure. And, and so trying to navigate and discern like, who is really with you in a shared intention of connection and how do you foster that? And we can't foster that unless we have that with ourselves. And I think that's part of the unpacking of self-care and self-love of we really can't give what we don't have. So if we're seeking connection with another or with a team or our place in the world or want to matter, the only way we can do that is to start first by connecting more deeply with what matters to ourselves and what are those places in our in our own body and being and where we can feel more deeply connected to who we are. I love that you just went there. And I think we've got these three ideas that are interrelated on the table about connection. One is this idea of feeling belonging. And the second is creating room for someone else to belong. And to do both of those things, we have to know that we belong ourselves. And 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 I think that plays out. It feels like it plays out in our work. So it's not uncommon for us to start working with a team and we'll meet with the leader set privately and 
that person will say, you know, my team's not really connecting with me. And it's an interesting comment to hear. Someone will say like, my spouse doesn't really connect with me. And it's kind of like, well, how do you take responsibility for that? How can we turn that into something that's more action oriented? Like, how could you connect with your team more? And then when you go down that road, which kind of asks someone to take a little more ownership, I feel like often, Jen, what we find is that person doesn't know the answer because they haven't connected with themselves. They haven't connected with, well, what do I actually want? What do I want from my team? Do I want them to share their personal problems? Do I want them to do what I say without questioning me? And so like, it all comes down to that self-reflection and that self-connection and deciding how do I authentically create belonging for myself? I don't know if that's exactly where you were going, but that's where I, it took me. I love that trail and how you kind of cleverly led us back. Well, I have so many thoughts in my head that you just took me on a bunch of rabbit holes. I think what comes to mind first is the, the word commune that is really the root of community that feels to be a dominant force of what a lot of people are seeking. This communal way of living, a communal way of being. If you're a nonprofit and you're wanting to fundraise and do your campaigns for a great cause, you need a community to do so. How do you better engage a community? If you're a for-profit company looking to make a difference in the world, you have to use your products to do good and you need a community of clients and consumers to purchase your product to rave about it to do so. And I think that idea of like that for myself and I know for both of us, is like the deep yearning to commune, to share, to receive, to listen, to offer, to hold space, to be part of the soup, if you will, the creative juices that bring new insight, new processes, new solutions to bear. Like that feels like it fuels my soul. It fuels our appetite. And the more I do that, the more we do that with our clients, the more it feeds us to want to do more. And it is a very different feeling than feeling depleted and taken advantage of and that you're just giving, but you're not being able to replenish. And I think as we go back to the Aspen Grove and you look at the microbiome of the soil, if you will, and the root system, there is a balance in the macro that comes to bear, that there is that reciprocity. There is a giving and receiving. It's not one-sided. Yeah. And so how do we bring that forth in not only our relationships, but as we're kind of exploring like with ourselves, like what parts of ourselves need more communion and need more attention or need more connection as we're talking about today. That's all lovely. And I like, I like the territory that we're in. I love this idea of, of the humility and the confidence the altruism and the self-care like together connection is is wanting a seat at the table we all want a seat at the big table and i think what we're saying is conscious leadership 
is in part knowing that the best way for me to get a seat at the table is to make room for someone else, actually. When I make room for someone to sit down, I've shown that I have a place there too. But that's where the confidence comes in. To make room for someone else, you have to really believe that you deserve to have a seat too, right? You have to really be willing to step out of the ego and know that it, it isn't just all about you, that we're all connected. And as, as we all sit down, we all enjoy a better meal to take the metaphor one step too far. I shouldn't have gone there, but I did. I love the, I love how, you know, like so many of the things we're talking about, I hope if you're listening, this resonates. They start with, with wanting to be in conversation. We talk about that all the time, being in the inquiry and the inquiry is with ourselves. You know, the inquiry is what, what if I am enough? What if I deserve to be here? And if I deserve to be here, it must be that the other person does as well. And what if we built from that place instead of built from this place of like, I have to prove to you that I belong or I have to prove to you that I'm better. Where do, where do we go when we start with, I belong and you do too? Well, it takes us to a place of curiosity. Like there is more space. I love that analogy. Like if we're going to make room for ourselves, we need to make room for another at the table. And what comes to mind is skiing on the chairlift. Park City is blowing up with, as you've heard me talk about, just so many people moving here and discovering how awesome our town is. I'm quite confident that within three questions, I can find the six degree or three degree of separation between myself and another. It's just how it works. And when I'm up on the chairlift or meeting somebody, literally it takes a couple questions to find the common ground. Where did you come from? Why are you here? Where did you live? Where did you go to school? And then boom, here's a connection of, oh, we know the same people. And it happens all the time, partly because I expect that, but partly because connection is always on offer. And I think what it invites us to, to be is curious. Like, who are you? What is our common ground that we might have in our lives? And I think we've been kind of falsely led to believe that we're more disconnected than we are. That if we are like the Aspen Grove and we're all connected underneath the root system, it's under the surface. So it requires us to be a little bit more curious, to ask more questions, to listen more deeply, to you know make room as you just so lovely offered. And when we do, what shows up? Who shows up? Which is then we get to this whole other element of connection fosters that juicy delight, that feeling that you're part of something, that your paths are crossing for a reason. And it's a fuel in and of itself that's super energizing. I love that as, as a, I think you're getting us to a final place here. I love that idea of connection as a choice and that it's always on offer. And it strikes me as you're talking back to the Aspen Grove that the roots grow out as well as down, right? The roots reach out to everyone around them. And that is a really nice way to be. Maybe where, where I'd stop until our next episode is, is just to come back to this morning and getting the call from my son. Actually, my wife got the call from my son that, hey, we've run off the road. And, you know, one, I was just worried. Two, I was just home from bringing my other son to school. So I was kind of grumpy and worried and all of it. And I get back in the car to drive about 10 minutes to find out where his 
cars off the side of the road. And, and it's a small country road and it's really snowy. And there were so many cars coming the other way and they were all going really, I thought, really fast. So I was getting more grumpy and more worried about, well, this is why people run off the road because everybody's going so fast and people need to slow down and people need to take care and no one watches out and, you know, someone's going to get hurt and like all of that dad bear stuff coming out. And wouldn't you know it, I pulled off. There were three other people who had already stopped. And when we pulled off the road, we called a tow truck and had to wait almost an hour. Every single car that drove by stopped. Two dozen people stopped to say, are you guys okay? Do you need something? And, you know, the connection was there (laughs) waiting to be had. The choice was mine about how I wanted to act. And I just love that point, Jen, and love that you brought it up. And I think you and I often talk about the people telling you the world is disconnected are the people who benefit from you feeling disconnected. There's more opportunities to connect and feel belonging and share belonging than than ever before. Yeah, and we can choose to see that or not. I think it is a conscious choice that we all get a gazillion times a day. And that expectation that of course people are going to stop. Why wouldn't they? They're good people in the world. We're all connected. And I think that's a wonderful example of evidence. And how can we trust that more often? That we're not as alone as we might feel on some days. We're not as disconnected as we've been taught that we are. And if we can choose into seeking connection, if we can choose curiosity, if we can look for the common ground outside of ourselves, what's the invitation to do that within? And where within ourselves, either in relationship to our bodies that are changing, I will just say I am changing as I turn almost 50 and things are different. And so how do I find a deeper connection with my physicality that's evolving? How do I find deeper connection with what really will care for me, care for my soul, care for my intellect, care for my emotional state? I don't have the answers. I'm totally exploring that. But if we have that connection outside of ourselves, like the Aspen Grove shows us, and we have that connection to strangers who don't know us, who are willing to stop and say, are you okay? Then we must have that connection within ourselves. And the more we can deepen that, the more we strengthen the connection with our teams, our companies, our clients, our spouses, our partners, and our children. And that's the practice as a conscious leader. Well, that was lovely. Look at that. We really appreciate you being connected with us and spending some of your time and have a couple asks for you. One, if you'd subscribe. Two, if you'd give us a review and a rating, it really, really matters because the way that this works is we reach people through people like you. That's exactly how this works. So your ratings and your reviews really make a difference for us. And maybe the biggest thing that you can do is if you got something out of this podcast, would you share it with someone? Would you share it with someone with whom you'd like to be more connected or with whom you feel connected? And we'd love to meet the people that inspire you and feel connected to you. And we'd love to share this same thing with them. So thanks for all your help and your support. What a nice conversation today. Yes. And I would just also invite you, we have our next leadership retreat 
called Lantern for Conscious Leaders. It's really designed to foster connection with yourself and others. It's coming up in June 2021. So check it out on our website at www.plentyconsulting.com. Thanks so much. We look forward to talking with you soon. Really appreciate your support. Bye, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Join the conversation and learn more at www.plentyconsulting.com.